0: I mean, they, they called me Party Marty.
1: Marty Small it's back the Now
0: oh, that is totally badass to be able to play that. You sitting next to me, man. Because
1: people say you shouldn't do that. It's too controversial. I go, what are you talking about? Man? It smells like beautiful black people
0: lotion and money.
1: It's AC Primetime Radio. My name is Mel Taylor. We're live from... Triax Media Studios Playground Pier right here on the beautiful Atlantic City Boardwalk right in front of Caesars. So happy to have the man. He's the president of City Council, the City Council of Atlantic City. Welcome, Marty Small. Thanks for having me, Mel, and good afternoon to your listening audience. Get up on that mic, man, because you told me that you have this dream about doing radio here, and you, you wore your Eagles <laughs> green jersey. The first thing you thought about was, I want to do a football
0: radio show here at Triax. Hey, man, you know you um, you you have to have options. I'm an Eagle fanatic. Uh, everyone knows that, and I got my jersey on my team, small jersey, uh, because right after this, I'm going to an NFL draft party. And um, I have a room in my house dedicated to the Eagles. It's called Eagles Country. It's my man cave. Very
1: nice. Definitely. So when you walked in here for the first time, you told me that you've walked past here often. Did you know that inside the playground pier there was a full-blown multimedia studio with podcasting, radio station stuff, and a TV studio? What were your thoughts when you walked through the doors?
0: I mean, it's it's very impressive. Um, You know, I heard about it. Um, I was just mentioning to uh, John that I spoke to Joe Kelly um, to try to set up some meetings, to. You know, just just do some things together um, in the future. And Joe Kelly from is, the chamber, chamber, yes. And this is this is an impressive studio, I must say. Well, it you, gives you a lot of
1: options. A lot of options. I can see you doing some public affairs shows, but you seem your eyes light up when you talk about the uh, the possibility of doing an Eagles football radio show here. Come on, man.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a sports guy, and you know, sometimes you want to you know step away from the politics and you know the everyday life and just. You know, do something
1: different so people see marty small the average person sees marty small as the president of city council but the other side of marty small is a family man and a football guy tell us about your family
0: and your upbringing here in atlantic city oh, yes um, i was born in atlantic <laughs> city um i grew up in a you know in the virginia avenue core area in the 80s which at that time was one of the worst neighborhoods in town it's equivalent to uh, stanley Homes in back maryland today um, I found uh, a safe haven by being involved in church activities. I had a couple uncles who were ministers that had their own church and uh, the Boys and Girls Club, which has been near and dear to me. Um, I would, I'm a quote, Boys and Girls Club kid, and I can remember back then everyone would always say, look, you know, one day, Marty, you're going to grow up and run this place. And, you know, late on in life, I did come back to run the Boys and Girls Club for four and a half years. I um, went through the Lang City Public <coughs> School systems, uh, graduated from Atlantic High. I had some success as an athlete in uh, basketball and baseball. And I went on to the richest, then the Richard Stockton College of New Jersey, now Stockton University, um, with a degree in communications. And, uh, had some success uh, as an athlete. Finished as a number one all-time leading rebounder. And I mean, I hear nine... about I hear about your basketball
1: yeah. background, man. Do you yeah. miss those days
0: or what? Do you still yeah. play a little ball? Or... Nah, I'm, I'm I'm washed up <laughs> already, man. <Listen, laughs> Come listen, on, I know. Listen, I know <laughs> when to hold them and when to fold them. Okay, okay. But um, I definitely uh um, went to Stockton and had a lot of success. I'm um, number nine all-time leading scorer. And more importantly, I graduated. Um, six days after that, I signed the semi-pro contract with the Atlantic City Seagulls. I was on the '98 championship. The Seagulls. Do you have yeah. the jerseys and all that. Yeah, I, I got my championship ring. Oh, I that's had a sweet, jersey. man. That's great. Yes. That's yes. awesome. So that was that. I mean, that was a good experience. And then realizing that basketball wasn't going to, you know, pave the way for the rest of your life. Um, I was very close with uh, then mayor, now state senator Jim Wellen, and you know, during those times. Was he your coach? Maybe. No, no. I mean, he was he was like a mentor. Okay. During, you know, during those times, you know, people told us, do the right thing, go to school, come home and get a job. And I said, well, look, now I'm home. Uh, you know, I, I, I need a job. And I got my start in Atlantic City and City Hall as a social caseworker. Um, I went, you know, to the Boys and Girls Club four and a half years, ran that. Then, like I said, I had an opportunity to take it uh, on a larger scale um, with the Atlantic City Board of Education, where I was the coordinator of elementary extracurricular activities. That's the long title, but for short, I was the elementary school athletic director for 11 years, putting on a quality after-school programming for the children of Atlantic City. How big is and, your resume, man? I mean, it must be a couple of pages. Yes, yes, it is. It is. And unfortunately, due to the budget cuts um, of last year, I was laid off. My position was eliminated, which, you know, uh, you know, people would think, you know, councilman, long-time councilman, listen— No one is immune to what's going on now. And I'm the perfect person to say when people talk about sacrifice, I lost an $88,000 job. So... You know, I was laid off. I mean, of course I'm going to get the attention that says Marty Small and two hundred and thirty-seven others. But um that's that's what that's what it is. So, you know, career wise, I'm keeping my options open now. Um, I went and finished my master's degree in educational leadership and I'll be graduating uh next Saturday. And what school? Uh Cheney University of Pennsylvania. Oh, very nice. Yes. Oh. Marty Small. I knew it! I knew it! Marty Small, Marty Small, Marty Smalls is back. It's a Midsummer Night's Dream by DJ Stirl, DJ A-Wiz Fist Atlantic City, DJ Fadi and DJ Doc B, along with Bad Boys on DJ S and S. The dress code is strictly for women. Wear gowns and dresses. Fellas, tux and suits only. Absolutely no sneakers. Limited tickets are available now. Or MartySmall.com. I always had that entertainment mind. When I was younger, I was always a life of the party. I mean, they they called me Party Marty. You nice. wanted to know what was happening in Atlantic really? City, what party, what house party. Oh, man. They were called Marty. So, and, and, and I would know where everything is. So I've always been a promoter um, since. But when we came back from there, I said, you know, I'm going to start doing events. And I said, I want to separate myself. Anybody can do a party. But an event is different. So therefore, the slogan is Marty Small Entertainment. We don't throw parties, we throw events. Marty Small! Marty Small! Marty
1: Small! Who came up with the idea of coming up with these really awesome drops and sound effects?
0: Was that you or some of the guys you're working with? Because they're, they're really well done. Yeah, well, um, that, that, that particular commercial is a guy that I've been working with for over 10 years in South Carolina um, named B. Vic. And I met him on the Internet because I used to do my own commercials, the sounds and everything. You met him on the web. Wow. Met him on the web. And he said, look, I like what you're doing, but take a look at this. And I was blown away. (laughs) And as they say, the rest is history. But um, getting back to that and I started, you know, really going out and networking in the Philadelphia area. And a friend of mine, Hassan Charles, at the time was running Delaware Valley First Friday. And First Friday is a big monthly party on the first Friday of every month bringing the whole Delaware Valley together upscale and everything and he said well look You're down in Atlantic City. You know, you can do it at the time We had like 12 casinos. He was like perfect move it to one casino each month But once I started to get it and understand it and wanted it to be more than just a party or a gathering It's no way in the world with all I had going on that I can do that uh, Once a month, so I decided to focus um, and actually uh, the first title came through a politics Um, What happened um, on the campaign trail, I was always confident that I was going to win. So we're sitting around one day and I said, well, when I win this election, I'm going to have an inaugural ball. So, of course, you know, your friend's like, man, get out of here. That's for presidents, (laughs) you know, and and things like that. I said, no. But it sounds fun. We're going to have an inaugural ball, as I said. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have it at the Atlantic City Convention Center. And it's like, look, hold on. You're getting ahead of yourself here. I said, I'm going to have it at the Atlantic City Convention Center. Not only am I going to have it at the Atlantic City Convention Center, but it's going to be called the Marty Small Ball. And they looked at you and said what? And and, No, I I mean, that part. Rhymed and it, and, it, and it you know resonated, but I Did said they just kind of placate you. Say yeah, Marty. No, I, I mean, it was one of those things. have support, have right. yeah. support, or are people kind of I, I mean, it skeptical. One, it was one of those things, like the convention center. Really, that sounds like you know. So, so I said I'm gonna have it. The Marty Small Boss says, it's not gonna be a traditional ball with gowns and everything. It's gonna have a little hip hop twist. As long as people come dressed up, and you got and you got to be dressed up. Yes, and you're and very strict with the admittance. Yes. There's certain things you cannot wear. Absolutely. And from there, the Marty Small Ball went over so well. Um, We had it at the convention center. It was from 8 to 1 in the morning. And you know what Atlantic City, being a 24 hour town, people just coming out 1 in the morning. So then Councilman John Schultz said, You can bring your after party. To Club is that, True Is that Gary Hill's uh, Husband? Yes He oh, said, said Then you could bring Your after party To Club True And we had so many people um, Attend And it went off Incident free And then people Just started saying Like around the saying Are y'all going to do That event again? Um, I had teamed up then With uh I Uptown Productions. It was a local promotion company in town. was the biggest promoter in town. And, you know, for a couple years, I was the name in the lights. So, um, it was an event in my honor. And then I wanted to branch off and, you know, do my own thing. And then I started doing one event in the winter, which was the Marty Small Ball, and one event in the summer, which now has morphed into Pure Paradise. And Pure Paradise is Marty Small's pure white experience. And coming up Saturday, August 20th. At the brand new Waterfront Conference Center at Harris, it's Pure Paradise 5, Marty Small's Pure White Experience.
1: <laughs> so this is your next big event coming up at the brand new Harris, and that's in August. Yes. And you really can only do, what, once or twice a year? Is that what you're saying? That's it, yeah. That's a lot. But these are yeah. big. How many people usually show up? Thousands. Yeah Remember I saw you over at the CRDA meeting And I asked uh, I asked Glenn Straub If he ever attended a a small ball He seemed kind of interested What what are you talking about What is that
0: Three of of my events were at Revel innovation hall
1: well man you know you he would i would love to see that happen because yeah. you know he would be he might be the man of honor too you'd be okay with that right
0: in a way well listen we want we wish glenn Stribe all the success oh man in, don't in, give me that everybody season. every politic
1: every politician no. says that uh,
0: we wish you the best of luck no i, I mean listen anything that we can do know, uh, within know. reason to help mr Stribe and his vision you know we'll do So we are talking to Marty
1: Small. He is the president of City Council, the City Council of Atlantic City. And my name is Mel Taylor, and this is AC Primetime Radio. So, beach concerts. I love Live Nation. I love the brands, and the bands are bringing in the, the Toby Keiths and the Maroon Fives. And, the um, you know, all the bands are uh, really top-flight bands, but diversity. Some people think we need to have different types of bands, and since there is a... There's a requirement of 30,000 people that must be a part of any kind of concert on the beach. And not that those shows are bad. They're actually great shows. But what about having shows that are not necessarily pop and rock and country? What are your thoughts on having shows that don't necessarily have to be 30,000? They don't necessarily have to be on that stage At that part of the beach Meaning it doesn't have to be Live Nation And I love Live Nation How do you deal with that issue of uh, more
0: diverse acts And having more than just six or seven Well, if you look at the history of the concerts Whether it's at Betafield or on the beach um, There's no diversity And I've always been one to say that um, You know, we need more genres And particularly I'm speaking about um, hip-hop and R&B Hip-hop and rock are two of the most controversial uh, genres of music Um, Concerts are hard to insure. And, you know, people already have a made-up stereotype. It's a financial thing because the insurance rates are higher. Yeah, but if you look at, like, one of the things that I said that we as a city, I think that we need to cater to the African-American dollar more. Because you have, within a a two-and-a-half-hour drive... Millions upon millions upon millions of um, African Americans, and if you cater to that audience, they'll come. It's almost like if you build it, they'll come. So I would like to see an R and B or hip hop act out there um, on a concert. What about a, what I, a, I went. I went on the record saying it, and, and not just R and B hip hop, but other genres as well. What about jazz? A big jazz festival. Yeah, I mean, I mean that would that would that's go off st- well. That's a step in the right direction. Yes, yeah, that would go off uh, well, you know, too. But. When you look at diversifying Atlantic City, um, we we can't ignore anything because at the end of the day the dollar's green. And even with the club, the nightlife atmosphere, there's not a lot that caters to African Americans. Every some of the every shows. Every, everything is E D. M, the electronica dance music, which I don't have a problem with that, but you have to, quote, diversify your portfolio. But we are
1: seeing some success, a lot of success, with Nas and R. Kelly and um, the, the woman from the Fugees, Lauren Hill. These are acts that are doing really well inside Boardwalk Hall, but how we want to get bigger shows. What's from keeping us from doing other shows, other sizes? Maybe R&B won't bring out 30,000 like a Toby Keith. Maybe, um, maybe I'm, well, I'm totally well, wrong
0: about that. Well, I can say this, I, and I haven't looked at the tour schedule, but um, there's a... Certain uh, female artist that dropped a bomb on the industry last Saturday night with lemonade. You mean Beyonce? She, she's on tour. And you're saying that Jay? She's in Philadelphia on June 5th. Jay Z's close by. And, and are, they, are they still together? Yes. That was a stroke of genius. I thought he was cheating on her. That was a stroke of genius. What, cheating on her? No, stroke of genius, the marketing behind it. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. So. Do we know who now there is that situation where if it's, it needs to be contracted with Live Nation or the other big company is AEG, who does um, Beyonce work with
0: Live Nation or AEG? do we know? I, I think she's a live Nation uh, person. But I mean, I'm just saying. I'm. Do you get going the
1: lobby? Out- Do you get the lobby for that? Do you get to
0: talk with the folks over at the CRDA or Live Nation? Oh, your- oh, oh! Believe me, um, I'm. I'm having a meeting in the next few days, and I'm. A, I'm gonna discuss what I'm discussing with you. That we need to diverse, diversify our lineup. It's, it's very important
1: there's got to be at least a compromise or at least a movement in that direction because right now first off, I like all the bands they put on the stage, but uh there's a lot of other acts that you might be able to team them up because I remember they did some old school hip hop stuff over at the basin like the gap you know, the gap band well
0: that's 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 another issue um and I'm meeting is that with, a bad uh, thing putting I'm, it over I'm, there? I'm I'm meeting with chairman uh Bob Moke from our Creta on Tuesday Because it's very important That they understand The Atlantic City Summer Concert Series Hasn't been funded And I know we're trying to look through other avenues Creta basically cut all that funding Because they don't know what's going to happen With that funding due to the pilot And, and that series was over there at That the, series was at, at Basin. Basin And, and that, that usually be, was a lot of R&B stuff it, old, old school, right? Old school, but it affects our mm-hmm. local population Yeah you know a, and those were big lot.
1: those were big shows back then
0: yes i mean it's crowded it gives local vendors a chance to and make no, money there's no there were no problems right i mean I no, not at all it come down to dollars and cents i think it's the edm kids that cause the most problems man yeah yeah but <laughs> but like i said it's is and speaking to that um we we appreciate the investment um here by mr Blatstein and wave nightclub and bogata with uh premier they always been at the top of uh the atlantic city entertainment scene but Um, I think they need to mix it up. And, you know, some of those days they need to have hip hop artists because everything is EDM. And
1: we are talking to Marty Small, president of the City Council of Atlantic City. It's AC Primetime Radio. My name is Mel Taylor. Marty Small. So 20 percent haircut. Do we take a, a pay cut for our paychecks if you work inside City Hall and you're a councilman? Do you think that a twenty percent pay cut is appropriate, or do you want to give a twenty percent pay cut to all of City Hall, or do you want to no pay cuts? Let me
0: let me let me understand this. One thing that you're going to get from me is honesty, and I'm not going to BS the public. I'm not going to tell people what they want to hear. And I was presented with something, and I gave you know my opinion. Um, the measure that was proposed by Councilman Shabazz. In my opinion, I didn't think it would make a dent on what we have going on. I, I see the numbers. I'm in Trenton two or three times a week. We're negotiating these numbers. And to basically say $5,600 times you know nine is going to cure the end-all, be-all with City Hall when we $100 million in debt. I mean $100 million shortfall, which $33.5 million are being held up in the pilot. It didn't make sense. And furthermore, there was no communication uh, with council members. Now, myself as the council president, I serve as the official spokesperson for city council. But I've never uh, prevented anyone from speaking, anyone from getting their ideas out there. And if he wanted to do a press release, and and, and I had this conversation with him, just, look, I'm putting out a press release. I would have gave him the same opinion uh, that I gave him then. But during this time when... You know, you basically giving the opponents uh, food for fodder. Uh, I didn't think it was a good move. And, and that's, that vote's and,
1: coming up next Wednesday? Yes,
0: uh, I, I believe Thursday. <laughs> Does that mean you have – don't you have the choice of
1: putting it up for a vote
0: or oh, keeping no, no, it off? No, 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 no. There, there will be no vote, and this is one of the things that I wanted to discuss. I'm talking about the process. City council rules is you want something on the agenda, you go through committee, and then it gets to the agenda if it passes committee. Now, Councilman Shabazz, which I'm the chairman of Revenue and Finance, he was at the Revenue and Finance meeting, made no mention of it. But then to get it out the next day, and now, uh, since then, um, other assemblymen throughout the state has come out and say, yeah, yeah, y'all should take a 20% pay cut. And all I said was, you're talking about a body who hasn't had a raise in over 15 years, a penny. You name one government worker, one private sector worker that worked for 15 straight years without a penny, you'll be hard to find them. We scale back on our benefits. It's state mandated. The state said certain council members who are grandfathered can get benefits. None of the new councilmen can get benefits. We cut our aides. We had personal secretaries and aides. So when you're looking at the city council budget, all you have is the salaries times nine. You have limited money. Should you
1: spend your money on bondholders or city employees? I think I know the answer to that.
0: Well, I'm, I mean, without tipping off too much strategy, um, I think the mayor is deliberating over the weekend uh, whether to pay the bondholders. Um, we've been getting such a raw deal. Um, people have wanted to paint their picture of what's going on in Atlantic City to skew it to their audience. And we just got to continue to fight back with the facts. Um Everything that they said, we deny and dispute. And not only that, we give evidence to show the contrary. So um, a decision will be made over the weekend whether to do it. Um, um, I think it's the responsible thing to do if you owe people money. But at the same time, we owe it to our residents to continue to deliver the quality services under the circumstances that we dealt with.
1: As we run low on time here, a couple of quick rapid-fire questions. What do we do, and where where are things in relation to Blatstein's other project, and that is the showboat, those dueling covenants, one that says you must be a casino, and the other one says you can't be a casino. Do you have any sense of where that is and why it's still stuck and why the showboat is still sitting there?
0: Well, um, just like with Mr. Straub, we hope to give uh, Mr. Blatstein, uh, within reason, uh, the necessary tools to move the project forward. Um, I know there's probably some negotiating going on behind the scenes uh, with the covenant we all know that was a controversial issue. Isn't that crazy, man? And um, in addition to that, he bought uh, the pier, um, garden pier. So stop well. right there. So you're saying that Blatstein has officially purchased or leased the well, garden well, pier? Well, um, I stand corrected. He was the lone, the lone bidder for the peer so only thing we have to do is negotiate the term so the pair will be his
1: And I have a mr george saganos he was also interested in one of the peers or the the the
0: the rest areas in front of boardwalk hall Are they they're up for lease and or sale right well listen um we're going to go through the process we're going to have uh all interested parties you know come in and present and we're going to make the best decision uh and a lot of times these things aren't dealing with finances it's the best decision on uh the best use so we've got to juggle between financial versus use, and that's the process that we'll carry throughout the whole development process. Now, I did City. talk
1: to you a few weeks back, and I asked you over the phone, and I don't think you were that thrilled to get too deep into it, but I think uh, sometime in mid-June you will start auctioning off some stuff, some city-owned parcels, one of them being Bader Field. Mm-hmm. Your thought on Bader Field, should it be auctioned, should it be sold, should it be held on to, and the, the minimum bid, I think, is $150 million. One hundred fifty-five.
0: Well, is, listen, What do
1: you think it's worth?
0: No, well,
1: <laughs> it's an impossible. It's not, it's, I know. It's, it's, it's
0: it's not that economy anymore. But back in two thousand six, it was worth a billion dollars, and I was at the belief once you put all of those companies against each other, could have drove the price up to one point five. But once again, the state of New Jersey getting, you know. Getting in, getting in our way. We had eight hundred million in hand, and they told us to go pound sand. I know. So, what do you? uh, What
1: do you? Can you predict what might happen on that day? Will somebody step up and try to purchase that uh, piece of property,
0: the old Bader Airfield? Well, I mean, who knows? And we we put it out to have options. Um, To quote the former mayor Langford. Um, you ever have options and not need them to need options and not have them
1: now i uh,
0: noticed something and i was talking
1: to uh councilman frank gilliam yesterday and i was talking about hey yo frank uh what did um what did Mr. Langford make? What was his salary? Was it 143? Because in the Associated Press they said it was 143.
0: And Mr. Gilliam said no 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 no. He was doing 106. Do you know what uh, Mr. Langford was making back in the day? I think the mayor was doing somewhere between 103 and 110 and that was based on, you know, yearly raises, but um at one what, time though what, they were considering moving that to no, 146, no, right? It, no, it's on the books that uh, whomever the mayor they'll make I think it's a dollar more than the highest paid civilian employee which came out to 143,000. So you're eligible to take that salary.
1: But uh, it got out in and
0: and but, but, well, I must say some this. Some bad information got out there then? Yeah. Yes, it, it, listen, but that's, I must say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make $103,000 as the mayor of Atlantic City is extremely underpaid. I think that's and a, and, 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 yeah, and not yeah. only that I agree. Not only that you put yourself in a position where a director could potentially make more than you there's probably some directors who've been there a long time that are making more than the mayor Oh i know there's directors making more than the yes, mayor sure so, man
1: no i, I think uh, that 103 I, is on the cheap side very i thought 140 was
0: fair but that was that was never the case is what mr gilliam told me yeah, well it's on the books that there's someone who whomever the next mayor is can have that option
1: to take this that salary. that's pretty gutsy to to vote yourself a big raise like that i don't think anybody wants to do that right you wouldn't do that right Aspirations, They call it. But there's a lot of people that aspire for uh, other political office. Your thoughts on uh, the potential? I know you're focused on the crisis, the financial stuff right now. Marty Small, president of uh, City Council of Atlantic City. Uh, Do you you think somewhere in the future you um, like the ring of
0: Mayor Marty Small? Well, listen, um, and I've said it in thousands of interviews and, you know, told people personally, it's no secret about my aspirations to be mayor of the city of Atlantic City one day. Uh, That's a political goal. And uh, to talk about it right now, Um, everyone knows that the calendar is going to turn to 2017 and there will be a primary next June and then the general election next June, along with the governor, the Senate, the Assembly, big election, council at large. And everyone knows that I'm interested. But I think it will be disingenuous to stage a campaign for higher office Uh, Right now, in 2016, when we're literally fighting for our political life and um, I stand shoulder to shoulder uh, with Mayor Guardian, the rest of city council, it's important now more than ever that everyone is on the same page. 2017 is going to be 2017 and we'll see what happens then. In closing, give us an uplifting final thought from Councilman
1: President of Atlantic City City Council, Marty Small. Some uplifting
0: parting words. Well, um, you see some development coming in town. Um, we hope that the Steel Pair get their final funding. Um, you have Bore building up in the inlet. You have the Polar Coaster coming. You have my alma mater, Stockton University, coming here. And with all of, the, all of the action going on through all of this storm, people are watching. People are interested. And you know what I'm saying? If you build it, they'll come. So once developers see success stories, <coughs> excuse me, that uh, once they see success stories, other success stories that follow they'll say hey look i tell everyone uh you know buy an atlantic city now while you can because uh we will be back um you know our city is resilient and it's, it's just important that we have uh you know partners uh, throughout the state that we can you know pick up the phone and call i've known uh, mara fuller for a number of years so this isn't just like a pit stop out of the air visit i mean we have each other cell numbers we can call each other personally so this is nothing new for me um you know we've hung out before a social gathering so this isn't you know a strange bird out of the wind because of the rumors regarding him in 2017 and the rumors regarding myself in 2017 it smells like beautiful black people lotion and money I'm telling you, man, you have some of the greatest YouTube audio clips of all time, Marty Small, man. Well, um, and to speak of that, uh, basically what I was saying about uh, development, I see a town that's going to thrive again. Um, you know, we're going you know, through this for a reason, and everybody will be better for it uh, at the end. you got to be inspired and, by uh, Mr. Fulop up there in Jersey City, yes. man. He, and, he's got and, a lot of production and as construction. A, as a follow-up, um, I've already been in touch with uh, some of the developers up there that want to come down and take a look at Atlanta. City. And if we can get some development uh, out of that meeting, as well as killing North Jersey casinos, it's a win-win-win. They might have a a parade down the boardwalk for me if that happens. There is a little breathing room about that. That's not a done deal North Jersey casino. Listen, like I tell people, it's not up to city council, the state, or anyone. It's up to you, the voters out there. You have to vote for that But but back to Atlantic City um, Like I tell people I'm Atlantic City born I'm Atlantic City bred And when I die I'm gonna be Atlantic City dead And I love this town I love that. Um, We're gonna keep uh, Fighting a good fight And at the end of the day I see a, a, a nice city um, We need to develop Our middle class more We need to get people back And living in Atlantic City Everyone is living offshore Because of the taxes Or whatever reason But I, I, I see a town That's gonna go through A tremendous renaissance And I'm just happy To be a part of it Hey Marty Small the council president of
1: the city of Atlantic City. Thank you so much for being a part of AC Primetime Radio. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Sun, fun, news and info from Atlantic City. This is AC Primetime Radio with Mel Taylor. Find us online at acprimetime.com.